I want you to take your Bibles this morning and go to Philippians chapter 4. I'm going to preach a short message. I promise it's going to be short. And I was thinking about this first this week with the missionaries coming. And you know, one of the things I try to do around here is I try to explain as clear as possible just you know why we do the things we do, why we believe the things that we believe. And it's always my prayer and my goal to make it as clear as possible. So I kind of let you know what I'm thinking a little bit. Tommy, turn us down. It's still ringing a little bit. And I'm going to, I'm going to try to do that today. But why do, we, why do we focus on missionaries? Why do you, you ever wonder, you know, Pastor Tommy, why do you have missionaries in here all the time? Why do you make such a big deal about missions giving? Why is that so important? How does that really... Help our church. I mean, really, when you stop and think about, it, you know, we have a portion of what comes in here that you know we decide we want it to go to missions, to uh, foreign missions, and things that are outside this church. And it's like, you know, we're a new church; we're just getting started. How does that help our church? It really doesn't make sense that taking a portion of the money that we could be spending on things around here and going and giving it to places all over the world. How does that really help our church? Well, mathematically, it doesn't make any sense, does it? And really, it's not so much about helping our church out financially. One of the reasons I want to have missionaries come out in here, it's not really so they can help our church. Their ministry is not about helping us. It's about helping out somebody in Alaska. But we see something here in Paul's writing in Philippians chapter 4 that I think will hopefully help you understand why I personally want to have missionaries here, and why I try so hard to get people involved in the giving to missions. And we see here in Philippians chapter 4, verse 14, he says, Notwithstanding, ye have well done that ye did communicate with my affliction. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. For even in Thessalonica, ye sent once and again unto my necessity. Paul was a missionary. Paul was a man who went around starting churches. Paul was one who started the Philippian church. And he had moved on to start more churches. And this church had been given to him. They had been taking up collections for him to help him as he would go and try to start these new churches. And he said in verse, says in verse 17, this is what I want us to focus on, he says, not because I desire a gift, but I desire that fruit may abound to your account. But I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. Paul said, listen, I am so thankful for these gifts that you've been sending me, but not so much because I need them. It's not because I desire a gift, but Paul had a desire for fruit to abound to their account. Paul understood that in these people from this church giving to this other work, that this was going to bless them. That fruit was going to abound to their account. He said, hey, this isn't because I have a need, even though he did have a need. Paul, he was thinking about them, and he and then he goes on and says, but in verse 19, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. The apostle Paul, I mean, he 
had enough faith in God and he knew God well enough that God was going to take care of whatever needs Paul had. God knew that. God knew wherever he uh, Paul knew wherever God sent him that God was going to provide whatever was needed to get that ministry going, to get that church started. Paul knew it was going to happen. But it was exciting to Paul and important to Paul that it came from these this church here in Philippi. And they're the same reasons that Paul was excited that the money was coming from them is the same reason that I want the money that goes to supporting these missionaries to come from you all. And we see that when we look earlier in the chapter. Real quickly, I want to look at some things. But in verse 1, it says, Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved and longed for, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. I beseech, Eurodius, and beseech, however you say his name, that they be of the same mind in the Lord. And I entreat thee also, true yoke fellow, help those women which labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and with other my fellow laborers, whose names are in the book of life. Notice how Paul is talking about these people in this church in Philippi. It's true that Paul loved these people very much. Paul had great love, care, and concern for these people. These were his children in the ministry. These were people that he won to Christ. People that he saw get saved. That he people that he brought the gospel to, and he loved these people. I mean, he says it. I mean, dearly, my my brethren, dearly beloved. I tell you, I'm not just trying to butter you up, but I I love the people of Liberty Baptist Church. I mean, I I really do. There's something I've said it before. There's just something special about the people that you go to church with. There's something special about the people that you get to pastor, and that just that you you come and you get involved and you support the church. You support me. You're trying to be obedient to God, and I'm telling you, it means a lot to me personally. And you just can't help but love people that are part of your congregation and are part of your church. And you know what? I hope the Lord doesn't call me anywhere else, but if He were, I don't think that would change. I love the people from the church in LaSalle where I came from. And I would continue to... I mean, I'm always going to care about this church, especially... This is one that the Lord allowed me, uh, that used me to get started. Paul had started this church in Philippi, and so these people were important to him. He loved them. He was proud of them. Notice how he says, uh, he says, my joy and crown. But he, he was proud of these people. You know, I, I love having guest speakers and things come into our church. I like, I love introducing them. Hey, come in, you know, I want you to meet the people in our church. I want you to get to come and preach to the people in my church. I want you to get to see them, get to know them. I, you're just proud of the people in your church. You care about them. You love them. There are people that, that you worked for and that you've worked with. And I tell you, he talks about the fellow laborers. There, there's just something about somebody that you have worked alongside that just brings you a little bit closer. It makes them that much, much more special to you. That's what Paul thought about these people, and these, these are his children in the ministry. And who doesn't want the best for their children? As parents, you try to do whatever you can to get the best that you can for your children. And as a pastor, I want the best for the people in my church. And like Paul, I know that listen, God's going to take care of my needs. God's going to take care of the needs of these missionaries. God's called us to do something. God's going to get the job done. But I would 
me, I would rather it be from you all here. Because then you're the ones that are going to receive the blessings. You're the ones that are going to receive the fruit, that fruit that's going to abound to your account. What parent in here wants to see their, enjoys seeing their child struggle financially? That sees that. You don't want to see that happen. You don't want to see them broke. You don't want to see them having need and doing without. That's the last thing you want for them. You want them to have that security. It's important to you. There may be some of you in here, you've sacrificed yourself just to maybe help your children out when they needed it because you care for them that much. That their needs are more important to you than your own needs. And you care for them. And it's always exciting when you see them making wise financial choices. When you see them doing things right and when you see God blessing them, every parent wants to see that with their children. I don't think there's a pastor in the world that doesn't want to see that with his own church people. He wants to see God blessing them. He wants to see God meeting their needs. Paul knew these people personally. He worked alongside of these folks. He knew what their needs were. He knew where they were lacking. And Paul receives this gift from them. And he gets this gift that was going to provide for the needs that Paul had. And I don't, and Paul here, we see he's not excited about the fact that his need had just been met. Paul was excited because, hey, this is going to come back on these people that I care about. Hey, my God is going to supply all their needs. Paul was probably burdened for them. Paul often prayed for these people. He knew what they were going through. And when he saw what was done, he realized that this is going to get heaven's attention. God, this is an odor, a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. God saw the sacrifice that these people did and it thrilled God and Paul knew God well enough to know that. And when we have missionaries come through here and when we take up the offerings for them and we're a blessing to them, when we are able to take them on for support and God sees that money that is being given to help with the work of the Lord, I'm telling you, that gets heaven's attention. And that is going to turn around and it is going to bless those who took part in it. And I want it to be you. I want it to be I want it to be this church. I know there's there's other churches out there that if we don't, God will use them to do it. But then they're going to get the blessing. Their people are going to be the ones whose needs are provided for. And I just kind of like for it to be ours. I don't know the people in those other churches. I'm, I, I love other churches. I'm thrilled for them. I'm glad they're doing the work of the Lord. But you know what? I don't know those people. I'm not burdened about their needs like I am about the needs of the people in this church. I'm not, you know, when good things happen to them, I don't know about it. But I do when it does to you, and it excites me. And so, if we are the ones that God uses, then we get the blessings. And Paul knew that. And he was excited, not for himself, but he was excited for them. Because God was going to use us and God was going to bless them. Paul also, he wanted their focus to be in the right things. I could preach a whole message here. I'm not going to do it. But he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. 
Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Paul wanted these folks to be excited about what God was doing. Paul wrote this letter back to them to let them know, hey, you've done a good thing here. God's going to bless you. The missionaries, they send letters back. That we, that we can read so we can rejoice in what God is doing in those places because they would not be able to be over there if it's not for the support and the finances of God's people here in America from the churches. And we, we rejoice in that because we have part in that ministry. You can have part in seeing people saved in Alaska. You might not ever get to go there. You could have part in seeing people saved in places like Puerto Rico. You might never get to go to that place. But you can have part in that by helping send these people there. And what a wonderful thing that is. But we've got to have our focus on the right things. If we're focused on always having the latest cell phone, we might not have the extra money to give towards missions. If we're focused on having the new and the latest and greatest automobile, we might not be able to do that if, we're, if we've got to have 100 channels instead of 50 channels, we might not be able to sacrifice, to be able to have part in those things. And Paul tells him, he's like, hey, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, he's telling all these good things. Hey, focus on these things. Our focus, unfortunately, it's not on souls like it should be. Therefore, when a missionary comes along, we think, oh well. Hey, if we're thinking about souls and we hear about a group of children that don't know what a Bible is, well, I tell you, that's going to stir us up. That's going to cause us to say, hey, we've got to get somebody, we've got to get people over there. We've got to get somebody out to those places to give these people Bibles. I mean, I think we've got Bibles all over the place here. And King's Kids this Wednesday, we're planning on giving Bibles out to the kids. You know, I'm thinking, man, I'd like to buy some Bibles to give to those kids out there. I remember my dad went on a missions trip to Russia years ago and they went and they raised money for Bibles to take over there and these people would just mob them wanting to get a hold of Bibles. They would give them Bibles and people would be crying because they were so happy that they finally had a Bible. People would be trying to give them money because they just appreciated the gift so much. And I'm thinking in America, we don't even care. We've got them all over the place. And... And there's places in the world where it's not not like that. Like I was saying it last week, Americans, we think the whole world's like America. It's not. And you know, even though Alaska's in America, there are places, even in our community sometimes, where people they know absolutely nothing about Jesus Christ and about God's word. But Paul, because he cared about these people, he wanted their focus being on the right things. Let your moderation be known. On all men, the Lord is at hand. He wanted them to be focused on the return of Christ. We ought to be thinking about that, but at the same time, we got to be moderate about it. We can't be going and just selling everything we have and camping out on a hill waiting for Jesus Christ to return. We've got things to do. We've got to tarry until He comes. We can still be excited about it, and we are, but we've got to be focused on the right things. And He didn't want them worrying. That's why He told them, don't focus on those negative things, focus on the good things. And I'm telling you, 
too many people today they're so focused on the, on the bad things. I mean, on the news, it's ridiculous how much negative stuff is on there, and that's where everybody's focus is, and that will get you in trouble. But Paul also, because he cared for these people, because he loved them, he wanted them to follow his example. He tells them those things in verse nine: those things which he have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. You know, I can tell you from experience. I'm not in any way trying to toot my horn. This is just it's what I was taught. It's in the Bible, and it would work for you just like it's worked for me. But we've always been involved in missions giving, and you know what? God's always provided for our needs. We're not we're not hungry. We're not I mean doing without. The Lord has been good to us. The Lord has blessed us. And I just happen to think that the Lord is no respecter of persons. And if God is going to bless us, He's going to bless you. I have no reason not to think that. I want I mean we're we're going to keep on trying doing whatever we can to be a blessing to missionaries, no matter what anybody else does. But as a pastor, you can't help but care. And so if I can pass that on, if I can set an example and pass that on to everyone else, then that just makes it all much better. I sure hope I pass it on to my kids. I hope they make that a part of their life and they're part of their finances. And who knows? This is one of the things that makes me want to be good to missionary as a, just a church member, as a pastor, is what if God calls my children to the mission field? They may be the ones one of these days going out on deputation trying to raise support. They're going to be the ones doing the job. I want to make sure I set a good example for them and that they do that and then God's going to be more likely to bless them. Paul was going to keep doing right no matter what they did. And God was going to provide for Paul's needs no matter what they did. However, Paul loved those people so much he wanted them to be the ones that God used so they could receive the blessing that comes with giving to the work of the Lord. You know, I'm, I am very thankful. One of the things that I've noticed seems like as we have more and more missionaries come, I've noticed the offerings for them have been going up. So I think, I think we're doing what we're supposed to do here. God has been very good to us financially only two years. And, you know, we... Our debt has only gone down since we started. The only debt is just from this building that we bought. Our offerings have been going up. The amount that we've been given, uh, you know, towards missions has only gone up. I mean, we've been able. Our building is improving. I mean, God's taking care of things here, and I think it's because we've tried to keep the priorities right. But you know, the more we double down on those things, the more God's going to bless. It's just the way it works, and. We are privileged to have missionaries here today and we have an opportunity to be a blessing to them. And we, we need to get involved in their, their ministries and be a part of that. Financially, what does it do for the church? Well, earthly speaking, absolutely nothing. It just costs us money. But in reality, it causes God's blessing, which in turn will come back on the church and on all of you. It's just the way God works. And I hope you'll be a part of this. Let's all stand together. Heads bowed, eyes closed.